obnoxious little frog. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An Exploration and Education in Anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime ragtime rock steady. Oh. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> it's ah, getting jazzy, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it is the swinging 20s, after all. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it is. Oh, my age. Oh, shit. Oh, my heart. We're back. It's the Roaring Twenties, ladies and gents, and everyone else. Oh boy. I hope yep. the next 20 years are better than the last 40s. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we have something exciting happening today. There's someone else here. <laughs> I locked the door on the way in. <laughs> Matt Swain, my good friend and also popular Twitch streamer, the Yerba Mateo. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Like, is, is this door open? Should I walk in now? Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Brendan always forgets to unlock the or lock the doggy door, so you can crawl in through there. Yeah, that, that's how I got in. So thank God, I wasn't sure if that was acceptable, but that's what I did. <laughs> it's weird. I don't have a dog. Yeah, I just keep that door around for some damn reason. Just for the guests. <laughs> just for the guests. It's a power move. It's to show dominance right away. I not get a lot. Yeah, we want I this as hostile as possible. I like it. I feel intimidated. I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, we're well, here today. I've brought my friend Matt because we're going to watch one of his favorite shows, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. it's a big I, hit. Ready to be a cowboy again? God damn! <laughs> I've got my Yeehaw. hat, my boots. <laughs> yeah, we're all dressed up, right? I was like yeah. full cowboy gear. I not Spurs. full cowboy gear. Oh. I got the assless chaps. Okay, well that's what matters. Don't that's ask. oh no, I did a teenage mutant ninja turtles cosplay. Oh, I got oh, the wrong shit. memo. Damn, ah, that's my rock steadies at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be buffing rock steady. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, I assume some of you might be familiar with this show. <laughs> I, I just, I just have that sneaking feeling. Um, like I know, I know, like '90s anime. No one really talks about it anymore at this point. So yeah. like, who knows? Who knows an old show like this, right? <laughs> right? We we haven't been dancing around it for almost 150 episodes. <laughs> It's a lot of episodes. I actually, I actually, I'm gonna be real. I haven't seen it. Really? Obviously, Ooh. I know about it, but I've never watched it. Ooh, interesting. It's yep. a small, yeah, small indie <laughs> anime. Small not, <laughs> not many have talked about it, heard about it, seen it. Yeah, no, it's no. You you didn't wait in a line for hours at Anime Los Angeles to get autographs. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to mention that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> let it, it just let the audience me. know how deep it runs in your veins. <laughs> True. Yeah, yes. this has been going on for years. And, uh, yeah, that, that was to get a lot of signatures and get our car battery killed. I think it was worth it, if oh. I'm being honest. Mm. Honestly, in <laughs> the moment, I was like, of course this would happen. But also, yeah, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I'm and telling, it was, was I, it the 25th your, anniversary, 20th? 
Yeah, I think it was the 20th. 20th I show it on yeah. my stream constantly. It's still to this day like my one most prized possession. So, thanks for thanks for putting <laughs> up with me. Oh, yeah. Why did you have your car in line? Uh, yeah, it was like four hours long because there was there was like an hour presentation where all the voice actors went on a panel and like talked and like, oh, remember when this happened? And it was really cool. And then there was the line to actually get the signatures, and that took four hours. And oh my Ooh. god, it was Ooh. worth it. But like, ugh. Yeah, and you have it on like the coolest art. So oh yeah, it's fantastic. Oh my god, you'll have to send um, yeah. a picture when we're done. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I've waited longer for uh, less cool shit, so <laughs> totally understandable. <laughs> that does make more stuff better. for dumber things. <laughs> it makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, it's <laughs> safe to say you've seen the show. <laughs> I, I've I've heard of it, yes, once or yeah. twice. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, I do think I've seen this anime more times than any other show. Possibly no. not just anime, but like, I'll just like put it on one day. Like, if I'm like, what do I watch? I'm gonna watch an episode, and that's what I'll just do. Like, I I don't repeat watch a lot of things, except for mm. this goddamn show. I can't, <laughs> can't escape it, man. It's an oh. easy show to do that with because it's it's both like pretty short, but then it's I didn't realize it until we were like look, looking back on episodes. It's pretty episodic. There is like overarching plot lines yeah but like you could easily just grab any episode and just like pick it up and go and you're like yeah i can i can follow along with this like it's pretty clear yeah like you can pick up your favorite episode and you don't have to watch the before and after to be like cool i got the this plot in that episode i like yeah. it i like it it's really good rare in anime where yeah. they don't have to have someone literally being like oh you don't know this blood feud that has been going on for centuries you don't exactly. know the lore the, lore. <laughs> the yeah. five minute recap at the beginning of every episode and then the end of episode recap so you only have ten minutes of actual new content I love yep. Hero Academia <laughs> oh you didn't want to say it <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, this is a show when I first started working in localization, I was like, okay, this is sort of like the pinnacle. Let me let me watch it. Um, but I only, for whatever reason, tried the subbed version. And at that point, I was like, I, uh, uh, I'm not super into subtitles. That's why I work in localization. So um, I started the first episode. I think I didn't realize it was the subbed version until like dialogue started in the first episode i was like oh yeah. yeah and then i stopped so um <laughs> so oh i am just can we bait we've already made fun of my hero uh can we bait like the most hate storm from this episode i mean it's inevitable uh but like let's just set the standard any any hot takes any opinions now now's the time to put them in here about cowboy bebop or anything anything where oh, oh shit oh. Uh. i i just said i i turned off the first episode of the sub five minutes in that alone we are gonna get that's at least 30 tweets uh just <laughs> roasting us well, we so had a whole yeah, episode about game. how much we hated panty and stocking and people love <laughs> yes. stocking so the internet's most favorite anime for some reason <laughs> and you're still here so that's good we tore into one piece and that you know that's Ooh. a thousand episodes and chapters. 
Y'all are brave. <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> what we do. I love we're it. Not, we're not brave. I got Stockholm Syndrome. I'm in the One Piece camp. I'm not happy about it. But I'm <laughs> uh, what else did we tear into? What cult classic? Bleach? Does that count? I don't know. I think yeah. most people, even fans, know that that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like reluctant fans. So like, oh boy, new Bleach coming. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it! Like, I'm going to watch it, but like, god damn it! Like, <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, there's things I love that are objectively kind of garbo that I'm like, I love it. If you trash on it, I will probably agree with you, but I still like it. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you're in my camp of taste. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any hot takes that we haven't said already on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, horses are abominations, and I do not care for their existence. Whoa. Is that a hot take? That's not an anime. That's just an animal. Horses. That's just an animal. I don't like them. I don't like horses. <laughs> Let's talk to Matt about Pretty Derby, the horse girl oh, anime boy. that we watched. Oh, no. We oh, no. Let's tell, tell him me. over the break. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll catch you up. We'll we'll watch some Kelly Bebop, then we'll watch some Umi Musume Pretty Derby for no fucking reason. <laughs> Are they like on the same level of like quality and uh, you no. know? Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Surprising, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Huh. <laughs> Does it make sense? Well, we should say we're doing something unique. We're watching episodes 1, 17, and 5 in that yeah. order. Get in specific. Get in specific. <laughs> you first asked me, you were like, what episode should we watch? Um, the reason I did that, and I think you guys might know, is episode 5 is like objectively one of the best episodes in the whole series. So I didn't want to like put it in the middle. I'm like, nah, have them end on that one, and then... Uh, yeah, so, and again, because they're all kind of their own individual stories, so you can watch yeah. them in any order you want, which is cool. Yeah. Once I heard your picks for episodes, I was like, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's, <laughs> because it's episodic, It's it works a lot better, as opposed to what we did for One Piece, which was episodes 236, 278, uh. and 405. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. Not even yeah, close start from to the, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> no, because I knew you weren't going to like it, so I just wanted pretty visuals. <laughs> but this worked. It works for Bebop. At this rate, we're looping you into so much of our own podcast lore. We'll, uh, we'll just have you listen to the entire show on the break. Uh, we'll see you in uh, about 150 hours. Bye. Okay, sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> up at 3.30 a.m. and have been wide awake since, and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch anime today. And for me to like a show after those conditions, hmm, <laughs> oh. ooh, refreshing, ooh, mmm, yeah, oh, I needed this I'm soothing. Glad this was the show for today, then. <laughs> yes. Because it's about to get, no. <laughs> That's good to hear, though. I got worried, though. Yeah. Yeah, that hesitation had to be like, go on, say more. <laughs> I set everyone up with, uh, let's let's share some hate. So <laughs> here we go. Let's talk about the cowboy beat boop. Yeah, beat boop. Yeah. 
So I, sorry, just real quick. I okay. want to know what people think of this show that have no context for it. <laughs> it's like, do they just think it's actual cowboys and like robots? I had, I mean, <laughs> for a long time, I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. my only frame of reference is like Firefly is like my favorite show. So just mm. everyone being like, uh, oh yes, this is like the Firefly anime, basically. Space and watching cowboy. it. Yeah, yeah. Direct direct inspiration. You know, you know what's funny is people have always told me that I should watch Firefly because it's like Bebop but live action. I'm like, okay, I should probably watch Firefly then. Uh-huh. Good. Sorry, we're now t- uh, pivoting into a Firefly podcast. Yeah. Oh, back. You no, anime fans, <laughs> you waited so long for Cowboy Bebop. I'm hijacking this. No, <laughs> in true space cowboy fashion. No. Uh, okay, so. Episode one, we start off with some dramatic shots. It's raining. There's a church. We see Mr. Spike Spiegel. Hello, Mr. Spike. <laughs> the titular Spike Spiegel. Titular. He is the cowboy bebop. <laughs> he is the bebop. He's the There's bebop. like, it's black and white. A rose falls into a puddle. It's like an old French movie. Noir. Oh, <laughs> I love uh, And then we see him shoot a bunch of folks. There's shoot off. And uh, that's cool and all, but then we get the best opening in existence. Like objectively, pretty good. It's it's really good. (laughs) It's decent, decent. (laughs) I hear it in my brain every night. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, who doesn't love it? Like, obviously, I've heard the song. I've never seen all of the opening, but I've heard the song a lot, and it's just like, how is that an anime opening? But also, it's the best anime (laughs) opening. (laughs) Yeah, and the visuals too is like, oh, yeah, very very spy movie. Yeah. Yeah, and just like so parodied to shit that it's like, oh, okay, th- now I get a bunch of references. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. Oh. <laughs> yes, so that's very good. Um, and then it's like bluesy. There's like harmonica playing over shots of space. There's <laughs> ships flying around and stuff. Um, we see a man cooking. This man's name is Jet, but I refer to him mostly as Chef Man. <laughs> like throughout um, the whole show. Daddy. In my notes, <laughs> I was just like Chef, Chef Man. Man. <laughs> um, and we see Spike. He's doing some exercises, kicking, punching. Great. And then Jet comes to get him, and he says it's dinner time, and they're having beef and bell peppers. Hot damn. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at their next target as they're eating. His name is Asimov Solinson. But Spike can only focus on the fact that there's no beef in this beef and bell peppers. Mostly bell peppers and onions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delicious. It's vegan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's vegan beef. <laughs> wow, space is so progressive now. <laughs> I love it. They talk about how they don't have any money because all this shit that Spike gets into. So all of that money has to go to fixing those things. You're a loose cannon, Spike. <laughs> Ooh, he's a rebel. Even as like an outlaw, he's a rebel. <laughs> so they say Asmoff is hiding in Tijuana and he's worth 2.5 million currency what's it called 
Wulongs. Wulongs. Um, so they should... actually, Wulongs are the connecting thread between Cowboy Bebop and Carol on Tuesday. Yeah. Because Carol on Tuesday takes place on Mars, and they have Wulongs as currency. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's it's canon. There's there's not much else other than them living on Mars and the the currency, but that's about it. Yeah, it's cool. canonically connected. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's worth two point five million, and they should they should go get him. Uh. But Spike is kind of like, what? That's not a lot. Whatever. Um. There's some. Then we get just like a montage of very nice visuals <laughs> as they're yep. traveling. Um. And. They get there and they're splitting up. Spike is going off in his cool red ship and he's got driving gloves. <laughs> um, and then we get a look at like a rundown city. It's very, I didn't know how else to describe it other than outlaw-esque. There's I, just yep. like thieves and dive bars. It's, it's incredible, this environment. It's very well done. Modern day Western. Yeah. Well, futuristic Western, but like... But like old and dirty. <laughs> yeah. Old yeah. future, which makes it modern day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take the perspective of Tijuana in the 90s and then put it in the future. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they nailed it. We see some old dudes at a bar playing a game when a couple comes in and the man in the couple is Asmov. Um, and they sit at the bar and they order drinks and they ask for a Bloody Mary. They're talking in code. Wink. Wink. Um, and Asimov flashes a small vial to the bartender. Um, they go to the back room, and the thing in the vial is something called Bloody Eye. Um, and the bartender says that Asimov needs to prove that it's real. So to do this, Asimov holds the vial to his eye. I was very, very concerned because it looked like there was a needle, <laughs> and I thought it was going to go in his eye, and I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> Thank you. But he sprays it. So it's just like eye drops. It's fine. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I, I um, also hated that. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't like Ugh. eye stuff Ugh. in this show. No. <laughs> We're not hot take. It. We are anti eye stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Salvador Dali, I'm I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he sprays it, and his eyes go bloodshot, and he goes nuts. Um, Feral. At this, people burst into the bar to attack, but because he's hyped up on this bloody eye, he's like, he's avoiding bullets, like he's seeing in slow motion, so he sees a bullet coming toward him, and he just dips out of the way. Um, and the, the, uh, obviously this show is, like, stylistically great, and, like, the way that we see through Asimov's eyes and everything is, like, red-tinted and, like, pencil-y almost, like, it's more sketchy. Mm-hmm. Very cool artistic yeah um and we see spike is like he's visiting like a mystic guy like a shaman in a hut um and the shaman guy has got sand flowing from his fingers and he tells spike where to find the blood eye wolf and that he'll meet a woman who will kill him and spike says "Ah, i'm not that concerned i've been killed by a woman before (laughs) and then he leaves to get um, killed by a woman. <laughs> just casually. Yeah, I've been yeah, dead just before. Just shot. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> the dream. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that why you want to die? The dream. <laughs> just by woman. Death by woman. <laughs> death by we get Maki from Fire Force to just crush me, crush me in her biceps. Like, I'm mm. fine with that. 
Um, so we see Jet at the bar where the attack was, and it's like completely trashed. Um, and then he hides from a couple of guys that come in, and they say they gotta take care of the damage before the cops find it. And one of them wonders why they don't just let the cops take care of Asimov, but he's pretty unstoppable when he uses the bloody eye. So they gotta they gotta get a handle on him. Um, he also stole all of the bloody eye they made. Right. So he's got all of. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention that later. Um, Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't know if they mentioned it before. Um, How dare you spoil this recent show? Yeah. <laughs> it's a um, brand new show. <laughs> but uh, oh God, we see like, Spike. Um, he's flying around in a ship and he's hungry. And then his ship needs fuel too. And I'm I'm embarrassed. <laughs> he said, he said, I watched it dubbed. Obviously, because the dub is really great. Um, mm-hmm. Famously great. Um, and he says, you hungry too, baby? And I was just like, God, <laughs> Steve Bloom, I can't, I can't do line. this today. <laughs> God, yeah, that's my pearls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of gasped. feel things. <laughs> he's, he's, I had a, ooh. I had a pause he's for a, a second, walk actor. away. I had to take a shower real quick. <laughs> Let me just the, dump some ice on my face. <laughs> um, Thanks, Steve. The worst part is it's pretty similar to his speak, regular speaking voice. So anytime yeah. you hear him talk, it's like, <gasps> Spike. It's like, no oh. content. All right, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know him best from Legend of Korra, but he does. He's He's got a little flavor in that one. Got a little mm-hmm. spice, a little spice. Yeah. Um, but so Asimov and his lady friend are at like a rest stop. Kind of. Um, and he's like fighting off the bloody eye. Um, and him and Spike have like a run in in the bathroom. And Spike kind of, he, he knows it's him, but he, you know, he's not ready for his attack yet. So he leaves. Playing it off cool. Yeah. Um, and he runs into Asimov's lady friend. And she was carrying a bag and she drops it all. So he helps her pick it up. He stole a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, among other things. Um, but she's charmed. Who isn't? Yeah, I'm just gonna right? say. Right? Oh. Um, <laughs> so they're at his ship, and he says he's a traveling performer. Um, she asks if he's been to Mars, and he says he was born there. And she thinks it sounds like a dream, like every everyone has everything they need. And he says, it is, if you're rich. Huh. Ah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Asimov and his lady want to escape to Mars, and Spike tells her that they should. Um, but she's she's not dumb. She's not really falling for his charade. And she knows that he's a bounty hunter and that he's looking for them. Um, and Spike says he's not worried about Asimov, that he's a small fry. And then Asimov sneaks up and chokes him. Um, <laughs> but she <laughs> she tells him to let Spike go. And they drive off. And she says, adios, cowboy. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> um so Asimov asks why she stopped him and she is just like you have to uh stop doing this <laughs> because you know murder because murder. I am pregnant and I want to live like a good life with you and our child and you're kind of um making that not happen um, being a real buzzkill is killing <laughs> With your with your drug selling, this and your is like the use. third guy you strangled in the last hour. God. It has to stop. 
If you are on the run from both the police and your gang, you don't want to leave a literal trail of bodies behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So she, yeah, she just wants to be rid of this life to go be happy on Mars. Um. Jet finds Spike. Uh. He says he's on the ground and he just goes, "I had a sweet dream." <laughs> <laughs> um. It almost gets killed. Choking. He's like, ah, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Feeling good. Um. Oh, why is my mom calling me? Oh, call we're talking about anime. Talk about anime. <laughs> Can't wait hold on. Up. We're doing I'm important gonna, stuff here. I'm God. just going to... Hi, mom. I'm recording the <laughs> podcast right now. I'll call you back. <laughs> okay, I love you. <laughs> my mom says hi. Hi. <laughs> Matt's here too. He also says hi. Goodbye. <laughs> love okay. your mom. I didn't realize we were getting two guests on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. She's been on the podcast before. <laughs> Briefly. Returning guest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, where was I? She wants to be happy on Mars. So Jet says that they should give up on Asmoff because he's too hard to fight and it's just not worth it at this point. Um, and this is where I wrote that he stole every drop of Bloody Eye from his gang, from the, his syndicate. Um, so... Spike says that he ran into them thanks to the shaman guy in the hut. He gave him the right directions. Um, <laughs> and he even stole a vial of the bloody eye. And he says that they are trying to sell it all before they move to Mars. Um, so we see Asimov and his lady get out of their car. I never got her name. Does she have a name? I don't think it's I'm sure she does. Yeah, I don't think it was ever said in the episode. Okay, so yeah, I don't think lady so. friend it is. <laughs> um so the old men from the bar are also they're there again and i love it god i love them traveling gang of men um and spike is there too he's undercover pretending to buy bloody eye from asimov um and he reveals who he is he tells asimov how much his bounty is just to prove that he's a small fry and then he tosses the vial that he stole into the air and he shoots it wasted yeah. product because drugs are bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Take that then, god cocaine. wouldn't it be convenient if i was fighting this guy who is notoriously hard to kill <laughs> let me destroy the one thing that'll even the odds <laughs> <laughs> um so then a fight ensues and there's some really amazing music and spike is being all cocky having one-liners and shit, and I was like, oh no, I'm simping! Oh, no. <laughs> I uh, love it. Who doesn't? God, uh, he's, he's charming so me to death. He's so good at what he does! <laughs> <laughs> Kick me harder! <laughs> so, uh, Asimov's lady friend is holding a gun to them, but she doesn't shoot because she doesn't want to shoot Asimov. Um, and then some other guy shows us... Uh, uh, some other guys show up from his gang, and now it's like a whole thing. There's a whole thing going on. Um, <laughs> Jet shows up to save Spike. Um, Asimov and his lady have gotten into their like ship, and they're being tailed by the gang. Uh, Spike and Jet follow, and they end up shooting down the people from the gang, and they're just following them now. Um, and Asimov's, Asimov moves to use some bloody eye, but the vial breaks all over his face, so he's <sighs> going nuts. And his lady friend is very upset, and she just realizes that they'll never escape this. They'll never get out of this. So they're in space. They've they've left planet, 
and she shoots Asmoth, and there's <gasps> just delicious, complete silence. That's one of my favorite things in media, when people just <laughs> do that, and there's just like a moment where everything is silent, and you're just like, oh, because you really feel ah. the weight of what's going on. <laughs> um, so she makes eye contact with Spike, and their ship gets blown to bits. And then after all that happens, Spike and Jet are back on their ship, the Bebop, and it's time for dinner again. And that's how episode one ends. Yeah. Beef and bell peppers again. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Sand beef. That's really what the show's uh, about. Beef and bell <laughs> peppers. It's really just a cooking show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it starts and ends with beef and bell peppers. <laughs> Oh, uh, God, imagine if Chet just had a cooking show. And it's like, are you a poor college student that needs to scrap together anything in your cabinets? I'll tell you how. It's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Binging with Bebop. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. I'd watch it. <laughs> and then, as is tradition, after episode one, we're going to episode 17. Of course. Um, Classic. So we jump ahead a bit. As soon as I saw this episode, I forgot which episode it was. As soon as I looked it up, I was like, ah. Of course you picked this one. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yep. So we start off this episode with Ed and Ayn. Uh, in the course of episodes 1 to 17, Ed and Ayn join the crew. Ayn is a little corgi, and Ed is a super sleuth hacker. Mm-hmm. And also just the zany character. <laughs> Ed is actually very fun. Um, and we see them looking for food, scratching around the bebop, looking for any scrap of food they can find. And uh, Jet's pissed off. He throws down the bo- empty box and he said, someone ate all the emergency rations. This wasn't like, hey, we're out of food and I'm hungry rations. This is, we will die or we have to eat each other emergency rations. Like, this was dire straits emergency rations. And someone went ahead and ate them. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's kind of just interrogating the whole crew trying to figure out who did it. And uh, he also says they're, they're out of food and they're also out of fuel. So they're kind of just drifting through space, waiting to run into a space station they could resupply on or a planet. Nightmare scenario. <laughs> and just scenario. hoping for the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, uh, while they're trying to figure out who ate the rations, uh, another ship crashes into them. And Jet's trying to figure out, he's like, oh shit, and he gets on the comm and tries to, like, hey, you okay? Like, what happened? And the ship just backs up and it flies off. Oof. It's like, what the hell? And Faye says, like, ah, oh, it was a hit and run. Faye is another member of the crew that joins uh, at this point. Uh, she's the sassy swindler. Yeah. yeah. She's the one that, she's the bounty hunter with all the charm that tricks people. Uh, so uh, because they got hit by another ship, they start, <laughs> they go off their trajectory. <laughs> and Jed's like, oh, we're off course. And they're like, what course were we on? We're out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up crashing on a nearby planet. And uh, they decide like, oh. We crash, we're out of food and fuel, time to split up and start looking for stuff. Or looking for any help they can get. And right as he says that, Faye gets really sick. Turns out she ate the rations. <laughs> and then Jet picks up the rations box and he goes, ah, these expired a year ago. Oh, like, well, <laughs> karma. Karma. There you go. She got it. So Jet and Spike are looking over the ship trying to figure out what broke and how to fix it. Ed comes in to tries to help and ends up just ripping two handlebars off entirely. It's like, all right, that's not helping anybody. <laughs> it's like, you know what, Ed, you and I go out, go look for food. And uh, we get a little montage of them run around. It's just a barren desert. You just see a cactus every now and then, and that's it. So we get a little montage of Ed just running around, goofing off with the dog. 
And uh, eventually Ed stumbles across the hit-and-run ship, the one that hit them and also crash-landed. And while they're running after it, um, Ed smells some food. I like that Ed smells the food before Ein does, and Ein is <laughs> a literal dog. Uh, <laughs> that just shows how feral Ed is. And uh, they smell some food, and they start following it, and it leads them to a truck that's selling watermelons. But they got no monies, oh, so shucks. they get no melons. Ha, dang it. Um <laughs> uh, and while they're talking to the uh, melon seller, a uh, lady shows up in a, just a big old sporty car. She's got a big trench coat and huge afro and sunglasses. Looks bad as hell. Um, and she uh, buys a melon and is asking for some information. If they've seen this guy, she holds up a photo. She's looking for a dude. And uh, watermelon says, uh, seller says, nope. And she just buys a watermelon and goes on with her day. And in classic speed racer faction, uh, fashion, Ed and I sneak into the trunk of the car. Shh, don't tell him. Secrets. <laughs> Secrets. Uh, so we see the lady uh, goes driving back into town. And she stops at a gas station to refuel. She's searching for... Uh, what? Oh. She stops at the gas station to fuel up. And cops are at the station as well asking her, seeing if they can search her car. They're looking for illegal mushrooms. There's an illegal mushroom dealer on the planet. And they're after him. And she's like, yeah, you can search my car. I got nothing to hide. And once they pop the trunk, they find a passed out child and a dog. And they say, hey, what the fuck is this about? This is suspicious, ma'am. <laughs> hey, that? That's weird. <laughs> I like that they actually reacted. I'm like, hey, you have a human being in your trunk. And it wasn't like, ah, wily kids. It's like, hey, what the fuck? Like, they, they reacted appropriately for once in an anime. Yep. <laughs> so they try to arrest the woman because they think she's <laughs> human trafficking. And in the hijinks, Ed and I just... Wander off, as they're one to do. Uh, as they're wandering into town, they end up bumping into the mushroom dealer that the woman was looking for. And they go running after him, because he has a hot dog. But he eats it before they get there, and they get all sad. <laughs> and then, at the same time, they're confronted by the youngest Shaft brother. Uh, he's a guy in a, like, a disco suit, afro, really stylish. And he's just dragging around a coffin <laughs> with him. I love it. <laughs> And he says, I drag around this coffin because the mushroom you gave to my brother made him laugh so hard his intestines twisted inside of him and he died. So I'm going to put you in this coffin. And then a truck drives by and destroys the coffin. <laughs> like, that got me. This was so good. I was so on board at this moment. I was like, oh, such a stylistic, like, badass assassin choice. Ruined. Yeah. yeah. Just, just Embarrassed in front of the person you've been hunting for years. Yeah. And like right as right as the coffin's destroyed, the guy the mushroom dealer just kind of starts walking away. Like, well, I'm not needed here anymore. <laughs> just has to slip away. Uh, so the bounty hunter try he he only calls himself the youngest Shaft brother. So I'm just going to help Shaft uh, tries to attack the mushroom dealer as he runs off. And uh, as he runs off, he drops some mushrooms. And uh, Ein notices it first and is able to snatch it up for Ed, eats it, and just starts popping. <laughs> And just starts like hopping down <laughs> the, the street, poor like dog, making a little hiccup noise, like a little wind-up toy. <laughs> and uh, Ed is like, "Oh, these are bad mushrooms. <laughs> I'm gonna take it back to the ship." <clears throat> so we go back to the bebop, and we see Ed leaves, <clears throat> has like a little tent, and leaves a plate out in front of it with just a single mushroom on the plate. And one by one, we see everyone else in the crew walk by and be like, "Oh, free food!" And they all eat the mushroom. 
They're just experimenting so every time, on them. <laughs> each time it happened and someone <laughs> ate one, I was like, no, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> no. Someone it's has stopped, to say I, something. Stop <laughs> drugging your friends with bad what? mushrooms. Listen, I I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing as Ed. I would. <laughs> You're like, well, let's That's find out. Oof. But, but feeding your starving friends. You were friends, hungry. I did give you what you wanted. I, it, it, it's the monkey paw of food. It's like, man, I'm hungry. It's like, all right, I'll give you food. It's hallucinogenic as hell, but it's food. So we see them all eat it. And uh, yeah, a few minutes later, they all hiccup, which is the visual cue of the drugs kicking in. And we see Spike is walking around the ship and we see him all of a sudden appear on just a like infinite staircase. Just he looks in front of him, he looks behind him, and it's just a staircase and nothing else. And he's like, Alright, I guess this is what I'm doing today. <laughs> Meanwhile, Faye is in the bathroom and she's just kind of vibing for a bit in the bathroom. She seems to be doing alright. And we see Jet talking to his bonsai trees. He's having a good time. He seems like he had the best trip. Because he just he talked to his trees. Yeah. Which I think he nice does conversation. anyway. Yeah. And uh, we go back to Spike, and we see while he's on the staircase, he runs to a frog that says, this is the stairway to heaven. <laughs> Spike just says, he says, like, cool, go away. And he keeps walking past the frog. And I love see- soul. <laughs> oh, my God. We see in reality, Spike is just on a staircase, and he's just stepping in place. He's not even walking up it's the stairs. So he's just staying good. on the same block. Uh, Especially it's like it's five like- steps. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Ed is just so, sitting there like, wow. <laughs> just staring at him like he's gone. Fascinating. <laughs> this guy loves stairs. Ed is young. They have to learn that drugs are bad. So this is a good example. Exactly. Uh, we see Faye still just kind of freaking out in the bathroom. And she's just surrounded by water and a bunch of fish. So she's just swimming in the bathroom, like in place. <laughs> and uh, Jet still just talking to his trees. He's just having a good time. And Ed, sure enough, is like, after watching all of them freak out, it's like, yeah, these mushrooms are bad. So Experiment done. <laughs> Science. Science. <laughs> uh, and uh, so after that, Ed and I sit down and watch TV. The only thing that apparently is ever on TV in the Bebop universe is Big Shot, which is the bounty hunter TV show where they talk about, like, the highest bounties of the week. And, like, here's your info, bounty hunters. Go and get those vigilantes. So... Uh, it this one actually does have like a cowboy aesthetic to it, which is fun. And sure enough, the mushroom man that everyone's hunting, it's got a bounty on him, pretty high one. And Ed and Ian are like, "All right, let's get some money, then we can buy food." Uh, meanwhile, back at the police station, the woman's being interrogated by the police because she had a child in her <laughs> trunk. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, while she's being interrogated, she sees Ed and Ian fly by on like a motorized scooter and I love just any shot of Ian in like the little backpack mm. just like ragdolling behind it. He's <laughs> a little corgi. He's so good. Uh, and uh, the woman sees him it's like oh cool and gets out of the interrogation with the police because the police distracted by phone call and an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then we see uh, the youngest shaft brother he's just had a little cafe eating some shaved ice with the three old geezers that I think are in every episode of Bebop or at least a lot of them. Mm-hmm. They're they're like a reoccurring Greek chorus of the series. Yeah, they're like as reoccurring um, as the main cast, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so he's eating shaved ice and he sees Ed fly by on the scooter and he's like, ah, it's the kid that made me lose my bounty. I'm going to get them. But first, and he sh- eats as much shaved ice as he can and he gets a brain freeze and the old guys come by. I'm like, ah, oh, you can't eat it too quick. And he's like, fuck it. Like, it's just, a this guy's supposed to be a badass like bounty hunter. And it's just like, this guy sucks. <laughs> he's so lame. I love it though. Um, and, and, uh, Ed ends up, uh, finding the ship, uh, that, hit them and the hit and run and it found that it crash landed a little further away from their ship turns out it's the mushroom man's ship he's grown a bunch of mushrooms in there and ed sneaks in and corners him but ed only has like these stink gas guns <laughs> and doesn't do anything <laughs> like ed's in there and like sprays him with the guns <laughs> but it's a small confined area so ed also gets hit with it so just like what did this accomplish <laughs> um, also like you're in a spaceship just covered in mushrooms i assume it doesn't smell great anyways <laughs> how effective right. is this guy? and it's been sitting it's in a desert cute. yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's probably it's yeah, already out of stink ooh, hot mushroom uh, stank stank <laughs> so ed and i start chasing the mushroom man and as they're chasing them, a train pass, they see Shaft across the way on the road, and a train cuts them off. And when the train passes by, the Mushroom guy's not there, but Ed and I are. They notice that he hopped on the train. So Shaft runs over, finds the watermelon salesman, rips, hijacks his car, and starts chasing after the train. Ed and I get back on their scooter and start chasing after him. And uh, at the same time, the woman bounty hunter showing up in her snazzy car. So everyone's chasing the train and them. Uh, bounty on it and uh, Shaft gets on the train and starts fighting with the guy a bit and uh, what happens exactly oh what they're fighting on top of the train and Ayn is able to get a mushroom bad and Shaft off the train what? <laughs> <laughs> In- the during this episode? what happened? <laughs> Ed like, tells Ayn to go ahead and like try and get him on the train so Ed- Ayn is on top of the train uh, wrestling with everyone and uh, is able to scare off Shaft from the uh, the train, who falls on top of the woman's car, chasing behind them, and they both spiral off and crash. So those are two the those two bounty hunters are gone. And uh, Ed is able to get on top of the train now, and it's cornering the mushroom guy. And <laughs> sure enough, as the train is going, there's a cow on the tracks, so the train has to stop, and that causes uh, that's right as Ed jumps at the mushroom guy, so they go flinging off of the train. And Ed lands on top of them and has him cornered. And he says, like, no, 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 you don't want me. My bounty's small. But these mushrooms, each one of these mushrooms is worth 100,000 wulong. That's way more than my bounty. So if I give you these mushrooms, I'm free to go. And it's like, all right, that's easier for me. I'll take that. <laughs> I was going to use the money on food anyway, so uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ed takes the bag of mushrooms and runs off. And then we see back at the ship, everyone's kind of sobering up, coming out out of their trip. And Ed tells them all about everything that happened and how expensive these mushrooms are. And it's like, well, you didn't get the bounty, but you got something worth more. So, like, I guess it works out. Let's sell some right drugs. Cue. Yes! <laughs> the gangs become drug dealers. <laughs> and then right on cue, a cop shows up saying, like, hey, we're... <laughs> I like how this cop just shows up to an, a, like, a crashed spaceship in the middle of the desert. Like, hey, I'm going around the neighborhood. I figured to stop by, like... It's in the middle of nowhere. Just um, actively walking into like an, a, a car accident scene and being yeah. like, oh, <laughs> evening. Uh, have you seen this person? <laughs> I'm just doing my usual 500 mile patrol around the desert. Um, 
I assume this was a controlled crash landing, and you are all fine. So, back to my business. <laughs> back to me. Uh, he's asking about the mushroom dealer, trying to find him. And uh, everyone plays it off, or Faye and uh, Jit play it off, like, I oh, don't know, we don't know what's going on. Mushrooms, never heard of them. And Ed is like, oh, yeah, I met that mushroom. Like, yeah, yeah, shut up, kid. Like, no, 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 no. And trying to keep Ed quiet. Uh, but right on cue, Spike just wanders out of the ship holding the bag of mushrooms. <laughs> I, I think he's still kind of high, so he's just kind of spaced out. And the cop's like, oh, I see what's going on here. And goes up and scans one of the mushrooms. And he's like, oh, you guys just really like shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> All right, good luck, have fun. And walks off. That's when the gang realizes they got duped. They're duped. regular mushrooms. Oh, man. They got swindled, bamboozled, hoodwinked. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, they're shit out of luck. They got no bounty, and they got a just bunch of regular plain mushrooms. So, for the next couple of days, they cook nothing but mushrooms. <laughs> hey, problem solved, right? Uh, happy ending. It's Thank food. God they were... Yeah. It's, he, <laughs> the second finger on the monkey paw curls. <laughs> <laughs> and that's episode 17. Mushrooms. <laughs> Shrooms, man. So yeah, uh, you know, naturally, we jump back to episode five. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, we start out, we see we see some businessmen. Ooh, some sinister deeds are being done. Contracts are signed in blood. Ah, well, this will end the war between two crime families, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, yes, finally, peace. Uh, we, we will unite and be a, a better empire together. <laughs> uh, d- done betraying each other. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Bye. Uh, so they go their separate ways, but of course, naturally, immediately, the leaving ship explodes, and uh, uh, the the crime lord uh, Mao is uh, being attacked. Uh, so uh, we see we see a, a silhouetted killer coming in. And Mao is like, oh, it's you. You you can't do this. You wouldn't do this if Spike were here. <gasps> and and the man is like, mm, but Spike ain't here, kill. <laughs> I love that uh, line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pulled directly from the die. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're about to die anyway. You don't have to run. Like, if your boyfriend is here, I wouldn't be dead. <laughs> Fuck, like, you, you really had to say that, didn't you? Don't talk about <laughs> I, him. Now you're definitely dead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we jump to the bebop and we see Spike and Jet are arguing on the ship. I couldn't tell if this was like connected to a previous episode. It seemed more hostile than their usual dynamic. Uh, is is that something? I mean, it doesn't super matter. They are just extra mad at each other this episode. Cool. Yeah, um, it's it's about what they're arguing. Spike or Jet knows Spike has a history, so. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they're arguing about backstories. Uh, we'll we'll get to it at some point. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we see uh, Valentine, uh, who seems like a new member of the crew. Uh, this was probably not the best episode for me to cover because this <laughs> seemed to have the most like plot relevant stuff. Uh, yeah, but, this is the overarching plot stuff. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Valentine, still getting settled on the ship, walks in and is like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, none of your business. <laughs> She's like, okay, fuck you. Um, so Shit, fine. Fine. I see God. I see. we got a bounty for for uh, Big Boss, uh, Mao Yenrai. Uh, and they're like, mm, yeah, no, you yeah, can't yeah, yeah, do it. 
And uh, they get all huffy and leave. And she's like, all right, fuck you. I'll do it myself. I don't know. (laughs) Jet and Spike are mad and they sulk and go away. And uh, as Valentine is sitting there, a call about the bounty comes in. So, uh, ooh, info only she gets. Uh, She's on the case. (laughs) Uh, So we see uh, she's walking in, walking into the opera. She's. Uh, uh, swaggering in, going undercover, uh, gets, uh, to the, gets to the usher and he's like, ah, tickets, please. She's like, oh, are you going to keep my man waiting? You know who it is. (laughs) Wink. You know, the crime man. (laughs) Big boss crime lord. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, and he's like, okay, all right, you can go through. And she tosses him her keys and is like, park my car. Just full on. uh, I mean, if you're going to play the part of uh, a snooty opera goer, got to lean into it. So Um, I just love the phrase, park my spaceship for me, valet. Yeah. (laughs) Every now and then you forget it's in the future. It's like, oh, right. Space. Space valet. If you're not a dick to the valet, then you're not in character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're yes. not at the opera. Uh, but yeah, so she she goes up to the box and and goes to the guard and is like, I'm supposed to be in there. I'm the arm candy. And he's like, oh, yes, walk right in. Uh, but first, uh, someone walks up behind her. Another guard puts a gun to her back and is like, hey, maybe don't throw your car keys where we can like tr- trace who you are to someone. Cause we, we, we know we know you're not supposed to be here. Rookie move, uh, Faye. Damn, damn it. I'm fucked up. Uh, so uh, we see two kids looking at porn in a convenience store and they try to shoplift it. But the the uh, woman behind the counter uh, sees them and starts chasing them. And they run out of there and run right into Spike, who... Steals the porn. <laughs> Classic. Naturally. He's just looking at it. He's like, hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, he gets it back. Uh, uh, the woman runs out and sees him and, oh no, history. Uh, <gasps> Backstory. They know each other. So, uh, um, so uh, this is Annie. Uh, they, they go way back. Uh, uh, she says like oh you're supposed to be dead and he's like but i'm not and he's like but you're supposed to be so i think you're dead (laughs) (laughs) all right fine let me go be dead (laughs) but i want you to be dead (laughs) annie (laughs) uh but he's like you know why i'm here i need the info on yenrai and she's like oh we we don't we don't talk about that huh uh so we go back to Valentine captured by the guard. She's she's stuck in the booth and told to be quiet. Don't don't draw any attention. And she looks over and ah, oh, Yenrai is dead. He's propped <gasps> up in the booth. It was all a trick, a trap. Who, it was a weekend who? at Bernie's. <laughs> ah shit! <laughs> I should have got it from the sunglasses in the opera. <laughs> the There's a different shirt. set of eyewear you have here. <laughs> um. But uh, it it's a, a trap for Spike because because uh, the killer the the mafia killer vicious is here. Ooh, what a vicious name! He got a bird. He got a bird. He too got a bird. What's he got? Got a bird. He got a bird. 
<laughs> a vicious back. Backhead. Uh, Annie is having a rough time. A dead man walked into her store, and uh, the, the person she knows is also a, a recent dead man, so she's having a time. Uh, so uh, she's like, yep, Mao is definitely dead, uh, is vicious, uh, it's all a trap for you. And Spike's like, yeah, I, I figured it out. I'm, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm a smart cookie. Um, and... Yeah, uh, everyone everyone knows it's a trap, uh, but he's like, yeah, nah, it's worth it. Um, so he goes back to the ship, and Jet also is like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, uh, it's a trap, idiot. I'm still super mad at you. I'm not going to help you, but it is a trap. And Spike's like, yeah, I know. You can also uh, fuck off. I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> um, uh, he He's in it to find Vicious. Uh, he... He has his own motives. Ooh, everyone everyone has ulterior motives. Cool. Um, so at this time, Valentine calls in and is like, hey, guys. So I know <laughs> I know he didn't want me doing this, but uh, I got captured. So if you could, like, come rescue me, that would be pretty sick. A I'm funny in, story. In, yeah. You, you know the, the old burned down church? Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Uh, we're just chilling. Um, just hanging out, having a good time. Uh, He's got an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only has FIFA though. Yeah. <laughs> it came with the Xbox when he bought it. Yeah, not even a recent FIFA. It's like years <laughs> out of date. FIFA seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, Ugh, gross. Three thousand and seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, and he spikes like, "Yep, gotta gotta go confront vicious." So uh, just strolls right in. Uh, again, I'm I'm kind of going through it because there's a lot of plot here, but mm, the mood, the ambiance, the the themes, uh, just delicious. Mm, mm-hmm. Just a, a feast for the senses. Um, but he steps in and uh, confronts vicious, and he's like, "Ah, a long time coming. You fell for my trap." And he's like, mm, "No." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I did not. Nice I, to see you. <laughs> it's episodes like this where I'm like, oh yeah, Spike's a himbo. He's kind of an idiot. I was like, no, he's actually really smart. And he like, I wanted him to be like, I fucking knew it was a trap. Everyone stop telling me it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it. it's obvious. <laughs> like, of course, you all think trap. so lowly of me. If you don't think I see this obvious trap is a trap. <laughs> Just because I'm hot doesn't mean I'm not smart. Yeah, I got brains. <laughs> I got so much hair. I use my hotness as a shield, so you think I'm dumb, but don't fall for it if you're my friend. Uh, You expect so little of me. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, so yeah, uh, they, uh, uh, a goon comes out with Valentine as a uh, human shield and is like, all right, drop your gun or I kill the girl. Spike kills him. Uh, (laughs) It's just. I- pretty pretty easy shot, uh, and then the the shootout commences as everyone's trying to kill everyone else, and uh, Valentine just gets the fuck out of there immediately. <laughs> Smart, <laughs> now, yeah. Her yeah. hands are still like bound, so not super helpful here. Yeah. Uh, so she just gets out of the way. Uh, but yeah, uh, more more shootouts. Uh, Valentine calls Jet, and he's like, "All right, I guess I'll help." I'll I'll stop killing these bonsai trees. Um, so we see uh, the shootout keeps going. Uh, just the a beautiful woo film. Uh, and we see uh, they they get to a, a stalemate. Uh, 
uh, Vicious has a, a sword up to uh, Spike's heart, and Spike has a gun to his face. So, uh, who, who's going to make the first move? Uh, they both do, as, you know, they're trying to kill each other. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, they, that's what they do. Imagine if one yeah, didn't. So, He's like, I, I didn't know we were actually going to... What the hell, I man? Just I, have a, I have a sword, man. You have a gun. Why would you think I'd be serious about it? Tag. You're it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they both move, but they both injure each other, but not fatally. Uh, and Spike rolls out the stained glass window, but not before he drops a grenade. So uh, as he's falling hurt as hell about to land like 40 feet below on the like stairs outside the church uh we, we get we get the flashbacks we get we get the memories we get mm-hmm. oh their history is it clear what uh their actual relationship is not really <laughs> they fought together are they they mention the same blood are they family ooh i don't know at this point i assume we'll learn um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, we we see his like first quote unquote death, I guess, as he uh, in the flashback uh, gets like severely wounded, and a woman takes him in, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we see the explosion. Uh, it there's a lot going on here. It just is rapidly cutting back and forth to stylistic broken glass uh, art shots of him falling out the window and. Extremely plot relevant stuff. So, <laughs> not yeah. the easiest to follow in this moment. This uh, is but, one of those things where it's like, wow, this is great to watch. Hard to take notes on. Yeah. In How do I describe sense. this? Cool. <laughs> and that's only episode um, five. What the hell? Yep. <laughs> Am I supposed uh, to know what's going on? No. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, the grenade explodes. Oh, it's going to hurt even more now. Uh, and then everything goes black. And then he wakes up, bandaged head to toe. He's been asleep for three days, but uh, his teammates saved him. Uh, they came to his rescue. What yeah. a what a great friendship they all have. And he's like, Valentine, come closer. Your singing sucks. Your, your notes are off. And she hits them and all uh, the dynamic is back, yeah. baby. No more drama. And, no, <laughs> it's, it's back gone. to comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and that's episode five. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. We made it. That's the bebop, baby. Mm-hmm. You got a heavy episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arguably the heaviest out of... Most of the show. (laughs) I picked episode 17 because I'm like, oh, we'd be far ahead. And like, I it's a lot about Ed and Ayn, which we didn't know in episode one. So I'm like, I'll take that because I know their stories already. And I was like, Mm. fuck, I should have taken five. (laughs) 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 Yeah, already in a a bad mental state today. I'm like, "Mm, yes, uh, (laughs) brooding plot points. My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say... um, Throughout the show, we do get more backstory stuff like everyone's, but I think the thing between Spike and Vicious is the overall plot of like the whole series. So yeah, it's a good, it's good for episode five. And it's good early on for us uh, like getting like an idea of what the overarching story is, even though eighty mm. percent of all the episodes are pretty episodic and self-contained. Yeah, everyone everyone has like yeah. their main episode. Spike has a couple, which is cool. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, he it's is the main character. The main character, yeah. 
Yeah, and this definitely does work as a standalone because it it just drops enough hints. It gives you the relevant info to follow the plot of the episode without being like, ah, the vague incident. Ah, the past. Ah, the mysterious stranger we won't name for another 12 episodes. It's like, no, we'll give you the details so you can follow it and actually be interested. But you can tell there's a lot of weight in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. like go going back and watching episode five after you finish the show is like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> That's what all the pretty visuals looked like and made sense. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So you were setting us up to want to watch the rest, huh? It's crazy. I like game. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the mushroom episode in the middle. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, it's all cleanser. fun and games, right? No. No. It's comedy, uh, and then it's depressing noir. Aha. And then it's comedy again. <laughs> Bazinga. I mean, e- even with all the characters, like, once you find the backstory, it's like, ah, these are all a bunch of sad, broken people living to get, like, it's not just Spike. It's like, oh, man, they all got shit. They all got baggage. Yeah, that's kind that's of so the compelling. the show is like you're you're watching them after they've already lived their lives. That's why they just kind of meander around, because they're not getting character development they're already they've already done done. their shit yeah they're done they're watching the post live story of these people Mm. yeah it's cool like they don't really change from like episode one to the very end like they when you meet them they're pretty much the same exact character at the very end of the show which doesn't seem good but yeah when you get their backstory you're like oh that's why they're all kind of depressing and the way they are (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not developed that they're already developed. Interesting. Mm, that Whoa. is interesting. They already went through their shit. Yeah, it's, it's a cl- weird watching. It's weird watching an anime about adults dealing with adult things. It's yeah. Not, like we have the bingo card. Most of it I didn't even touch because most of the bingo card relates to high school because that's what most anime is. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, f- all right, that's great. This, you know. It's just a show about adults for fucking once. Yeah, I heard I heard someone say that, that it's, like, the most adult anime, not because of, like, the blood and the whatever, but, like, yeah. it's just adults dealing with their shit, and then this is how you live your rest of your life. It's like, oh, my God, I'm sad now. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most adult anime. It's sad and bleak. Yeah. Cool. And then it's funny because they eat mushrooms sometimes. The, the silly dog goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ed and I are just like, but it's also fun. Aha. <laughs> There's enough it. levity here that you're not just going to, after every episode, go like, oh, I got to sit in the shower for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I clean myself. Because of Steve Bloom. Uh. <laughs> for multiple reasons, we're yeah. in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're cleaning up and cooling off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say it, though. Are we there yet? Oh. Yeah, at, as I mentioned going into it, I was not feeling anime today. I was like, I need to just curl up in a ball and do nothing. And Let's I can deliver. see why this is very much considered, like, the best anime of all time. Because, like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it definitely helps that I was already on board with what I'm now realizing is just Western Cowboy Bebop of Firefly. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, they're both Westerns, but yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I was already on board for the style, the, like, 
found family dynamics and like having actual fun like domestic ship troubles and not just like oh uh, we're hemorrhaging air oh we need a patch in the the the, the fantasy coil whatever <laughs> yep. Uh, yep and like just so refreshing they you actually feel there are relationships and dynamics between these characters beyond like their military capacity um so yeah it very good uh each episode has that satisfying ending of like, uh, they didn't get rich, but they're still just skating by. And it's mm. like, uh, no, you, you, I can't stay mad at you. So, <laughs> they never get yeah, away. Yeah, uh, definitely something I need to finish because I enjoyed this. Yeah. It's fair. I, yeah. I mean, like, I, I've always known that it's like one of the best shows and whatever, but I've just never watched it because hearing about it like oh it's space outlaws like that's not really my thing yeah yeah but after watching it it's like yes okay i'm into it (laughs) (laughs) you got me sad character studies yeah that (laughs) yeah that was a thing that also kept me away for a bit because like i I, my only point of reference is firefly i'm just gonna keep talking about it like i like (laughs) that because it is more chill it's not combat 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 it's like hey sometimes we gotta smuggle sometimes we're doing a heist sometimes like the mix-up is good and not just combat every episode so it's i was kind of wary i was like anime i know the genre typically is just combat for most of each episode so i'm afraid this is just going to be like chases and space fights and lasers and all that stuff and it's like oh no this is very grounded and uh, enough variety that you're not going to find it repetitive. Yeah. yeah. And we, and there are episodes like that, but it's like spaced out like every three or four of like slow, methodic, chill episodes. And then there's like a big action you want. Yeah, like I would say mm-hmm. episode five is one of the most action-y episodes. And like when, yeah. I, when I was first picking like what episodes, like there's obviously like most of them are like incredible episodes. But some of my favorites are, like, really, like, low-key, like, kind of laid back. Like, most of the episode is just relationship building and character dialogue. And then there's, like, a fight scene at the end. But, like, yeah, the character dynamics. That's what, like, carries the show, like, all the way. And really, I mean, they're just kind of, like, the side characters to most of these episodes. Like, the main characters, so to speak, are mostly the people in the background from the main cast that are like having actual plot and they just are kind of there along for the ride of whatever's going on in the episode except for like spike's main episodes but yeah like the mushroom like you know it's about the mushroom dealer and the people hunting the mushroom dealer and that's Mm -hmm. like a plot going on meanwhile they're just getting high and eating mushrooms that's that's so that's what they're doing all episode (laughs) yeah i find that we uh we tend to like anime that feel less like anime yeah. Interesting. Also, we didn't talk about it enough. We talked about it in the break, but we didn't talk about it enough. The dub is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's widely considered yes. like the purest way to watch it. Yeah, even uh uh Watanabe Shedichiro was like, Yeah, the English one is just it's really good. Like I I know we made the Japanese version, but man, the English voice actors kill it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it's funny because when I was watching, I was like, midway, I was like, oh, I really hope they're watching the English version. And, you know, I'm glad that that's wide knowledge. 
But I actually mm-hmm. watched this Japanese subbed first. I watched the mm. whole show subbed, and I was kind of like, okay. Weirdly enough, like I, I, I felt immersed, but it was so much that I was. I literally watched the show from start to finish again the second I finished it in sub and watched it in dub. And the second time is when I fell in love with it. Like I didn't even fall mm. in love with this the first time. I was kind of like. Okay, that was kind of yeah. a broken, disconnected story, and then I watched it again, and I was like, "It's it's fucking brilliant, man! Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind having of requires the, that second watch, I think. Yeah, having the context for the stuff with like Spike and Vicious really adds up more with the second viewing. But yeah, it's, it's still compelling and interesting the first time. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm excited to watch the rest of it now. Y- yay! It's very good. It mm. is very good. And now we won't be crucified uh, on the internet. We don't need to cancel the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to say, we don't need to cancel the podcast for being the one show that didn't like Cowboy Viva. <laughs> Yay, we did it! Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, good stuff. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys to see every other episode. Like, there's so much in there. And it's cool because each episode kind of has, has a different genre. Like the mm. mushroom one is like a black exploitation. Like his name is Shaft. Like literally. Yeah. And then there's a whole like rock and roll episode. There's a noir black and white episode. There's a horror episode. It's like what the hell? This show goes all oh. over the place. There's actually oh. two horror episodes where it's like this is like yeah. a there's like a slasher Creepy. horror and it's like whoa what the fuck are they doing? I I'm, like it. I'm just <laughs> pumped. I'm so pumped now. Um, I'm looking at a list of all the episodes, and every like episode I look, I'm like, oh yeah, that episode, and that up, oh yeah, and that one. like they're all <laughs> they're so all like memorable, unique. They're all yeah. unique to themselves. <laughs> so bangers. yeah, it's great. Bangers, bangers, bangers. That's like his life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for bringing. A good anime. <laughs> it's been a minute. We've we've needed this oasis in the desert of cringe. Yay! I'm so glad. Why are you looking at me when you say that, Dugan? I'm always looking at you when I say. Gotta <laughs> keep an eye on me. I'm I'm wily. On my screen, your i your little character icon is looking up at him. So that's like <laughs> very appropriate. Just silently judging all. <laughs> I deserve it. It's fair. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you online? I am on Twitch mainly. I'm mostly a Twitch streamer. So Yerba Mateo. It's like a Yerba Mate with an O on the end. Uh, <laughs> the same name on Twitch, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. If you type it in, I'll maybe pop up. You can find me. <laughs> I'll, I play video games. I play JRPGs on piano. I I. I I do a lot of things. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But thank you guys for having me. This is any opportunity to just yell about Bebop. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, if there's a show you, the listener, would like us to check out, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is up. Uh, my brain didn't want me to say that. <laughs> almost. Almost there. Ugh, so close. Uh, the finish line's right there. <sighs> If there's a show you, the listener, would like us to watch, you can send your... God damn it. Okay. So close. Just right there. Come on. All right. Powering through. You got this. You got this. If there's a show you, the listener, would like us to watch, you can send your... Jesus Christ. You can send your recommendations to us. I'm not even going to cut this. I'm not going to edit this. Everyone's going to hear how much I'm struggling, and you will know.
You will know, <laughs> you will know my pain. You can, you can hear the 3.30 a.m. in your voice. <laughs> you, you can hear the Mac beach ball spinning every time I get to saying our own email I've said 140 times. Our email is are we there yet at gmail.com it's literally the name of our show and i cannot say it uh you can also find us on twitter and instagram at are we there yet on both uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr patrick dugan and listen to my newest podcast b-sides now you can find me on instagram at honey period d on twitter at honey d8 and honey d art or on twitch at honey underscore d and honey is spelled h-u-n-n-i-e Find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also do. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Excuse me while I update my simp list. Stop recommending Bebop! We watched it already! Bebop! <laughs> <laughs>